Why Doctors Once Treated Fevers and Hysteria with Mashed-Up Bedbugs by Natalie Zarelli from Atlas Obscura Getting sick in the first century was only tolerable if you were not a picky eater. The cure for the flu or for any bad fever was simple. According to physicians of the time, mix exactly seven bedbugs with stew and swallow. Four if you were a child. Instructions for preparing simices of ye bed, as bedbugs were known, saw them being put in meat with beans and swallowed down before the fit as a remedy for sweating sickness, says a translation of De Materia Medica, a pharmacopoeia written by the Roman army medic Dioscorides of Anazarba. If you suffered from scabs of the privities, bedbugs were equally effective. For eye infections, though, first pound the parasites in salt and women's milk, then apply. For at least 3,500 years, humans have wanted to be rid of bedbugs. Finding their round, flat bodies at home today causes panic, paranoia, and expensive extermination treatments. Many move away from their homes or discard infested objects they once held dear. But from ancient history onward, some physicians used the parasites in earnest for medical cures and recipes. The creatures were a medical cure-all, beginning in the waning years of the last century B.C. The 2nd century Roman physician Quintus Serenus Simonicus even wrote a medical advice poem touting bedbug or wall lice recipes. Shame not to drink three wall lice mixed with wine and garlic bruised together at noonday. Moreover, a bruised wall louse with an egg, repine not, for to take this loathsome yet full good, I say. As the centuries progressed and medicine mostly did not, Bedbug-based cures for jaundice, vomiting, lethargy, ear infections, and snake bites snuck into later medical texts. Instead of causing hysteria, bedbugs were actually thought to cure it, specifically the false medical condition of female hysteria, which went forward from ancient Greek thought into Western culture, bringing with it the bedbug remedy claimed as its cure. In earlier times, having these creatures was sometimes a sign of dirtiness, but was sometimes a sign of holiness. The mortification of the flesh, like an imitation of Christ, was something people in the Middle Ages thought was a good thing, says Lisa Sarasone, an Oregon State University historian who is writing a book about the social history of vermin. While it may seem strange to use creatures that parasitize us as medicine, vermin had a whole lot of meaning for people in the past, says Sarasone, as bugs that shared our most intimate human spaces. Also, bedbugs and other vermin mentioned in cures were plentiful, easy to find, and free. The preparation of medicinal bedbugs varied, depending on the sicknesses they were meant to treat, according to both Pliny the Elder, a devout advocate of bedbug medicine, and De Materia Medica. Swallowing them without beans can help those who were bitten by an aspic, but drinking them with wine or vinegar will expel horse leeches. If put into the urinary fistula, pulped bedbugs would cure the dysuria, or difficult or painful urination. De Materia Medica became the precursor to Western pharmacology and influenced medicine for the next 1,500 years, with some of his bedbug cures surviving in Europe for centuries. The 16th-century medical book Treasury of Health by Humphrey Elwood, for example, was a translation of an older Greek medical book with commentary added in. For malaria, then called melancholy putrefied, Elwood recommends stuffing a bean with bedbugs to take away the fever. These were far from fringe medical practices at the time. In fact, using bedbugs as a cure was fully in line with the tenets of homeopathy devised in the 1700s. If something looks like or is the same color as the disease, you can cure the disease, was the line of thinking, Sarasone says. 
At the time, many medical experts believed in another ancient Greek medical theory called the Four Humors, which thought to fix a perceived imbalance of blood, phlegm, yellow bile, or black bile. The smell of bedbugs was especially key to their supposed medicinal qualities. Just sniffing any kind of lice could cure a nosebleed, and the scent of mashed bedbugs could reverse cataracts, lethargy, earaches, and even kidney stones. They thought that bedbugs smelled a lot, and apparently they do smell a little bit like coriander, and that was considered a terrible odor in the 18th century, says Sarah Sohn. When anybody is writing about bedbugs, they're writing about how nauseating they smell. This smell supposedly treated hysteria, a now disproven condition that Plato and many other doctors in the 1800s believed plagued women with a wandering womb, meaning their uteruses detached and floated around the body, causing libidinous behavior and anxiety. In some cases, a strong smell was said to lure the wily organ back into place.